It's the Video Entrepreneur Podcast, the number one podcast for video businesses. And here he is, your host, PJ Tyne. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I'm very excited to have a friend, mentor, and coach for me here on the call. It is Judy Fox. Judy, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. You're actually local to me as well. I live in Washington, D.C. You are in Richmond, Virginia. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, just a couple hours away. Awesome. Very cool. And um, it's going to be a fun interview today to talk about what you do, your expertise, how you're helping me, as well as how we met. So let's talk about that because yeah. it's really cool how we met, connected, and really started to build our relationship. You and I met through a community and an event called Vid Summit, which has really actually been fruitful for Uscreen. It's ultimately a creator event that uh, runs on Uscreen, the event itself. It's a physical event, but then they did virtual Vid Summit Global that brings all the YouTubers, creators, fitness people, entertainers together. And Daryl Eves, who runs it, really focuses on making it a valuable engine for knowledge and Judy has been speaking at BitSummit for a few years so when the pandemic happened BitSummit said we got to do BitSummit worldwide a global event so her and I showed up to the ground floor of the offices we're at we're in a WeWork here in Washington DC and we were able to capture and do some video individually in that setup there with, uh, in front of the camera. That's how you and I formally actually met like I think three months ago, right? Yes. And I think what's powerful about that story is we talk about the power of video and then I hear all the time that you should be sharing the journey of just anything, the behind the scenes. And we literally saw the behind the scenes of each other filming video. And that is exactly what, if we can capture that on video, that helps make us connect with our audience. So all the times that we spend talking the camera, which are powerful, and I am so beyond grateful for every of those moments, but can you imagine getting those moments also where you've got the setup of the, the whole system, the takedown, like we all together took down the set that we filmed on. Like we were helping wrap cords and do things. Then we all had dinner together. And all these moments are very, allow you to understand the person and create these moments. It's not just knowing what somebody does, but knowing kind of just how you get along with them, how they are. And if you can give those glimpses on video, that's really powerful. Yeah, that's a really good point. And a lot of relationships, of course, are built online nowadays, but a lot of them are built in person as well. And it really builds a deep connection. Now, you and I spend a lot of our time with our coaching and all that good stuff that we'll get into online, but we initially built that relationship in person, which has really grown and, and it's been awesome to work together moving forward. I gave you a fox for yeah. an ornament for Christmas. That's right. Actually, I need to put that on the tree. Well, in fact, the fox is, was my next question, and I wanted to ask you about that. You are a personal branding coach, thought leader, and authority on LinkedIn, and that's what you help me on as well as your many other clients. Will you tell me, and before I say that, is you've been great at building your own brand and you brand yourself as Judy Fox with a Fox. 
Can you tell us a little bit about that? How did that come about? And how has it helped you? Because I can see the fox ears and I know it's you and I connect the dots. Yeah, so I did not, that is my last name. Like, so I'm not, it's not a fake name out there. It's literally my name. And it's interesting though, because some people say to me, hey, I don't have a fun name like that. I don't have a fox as my last name. But I, I realize it doesn't matter what your last name is. If you lean into something, you make it more memorable. We follow your repetition. So for example, you're now putting the emoji of the video camera. That repetition is honestly what matters because I, I'm just going to be blunt and say for I don't know how many years, I never leaned into having the last name Fox. I mean, that's a lot of years to like just let that Fox just hang out do nothing, not, not be memorable. And the power that happened when I finally turned it on. So it, it turns on for everybody. I mean, I love a woman named Think Natalia and she leans into unicorns. And I remember that off the top of my head on LinkedIn because she leans into some part of her personality, her love, her, her um, joy. And she just loves unicorns. She's a unicorn. So there's things like that. I know Michaela Alexis. I went the moment I think of her for love and coffee. Like she's always closing out her sentences, her uh, any kind of heartfelt posts that she makes. I think she says with love and coffee. See, I might have messed it up, but she's always combining love and coffee together, and I love it. It's just about being so clear on repeating the thing that you are. So. Yeah, and you said, that's a really good point on being clear and creating a pattern. And you've taught me that, especially with LinkedIn and I'm sure other social platforms, creating a pattern creates consistency and the algorithms pick that up. And also people see that and they trust it, which is really important. And also consistency in general is extremely important in anything, business, personal life, relationships hobbies and it just creates magic over time because you get better and better at it and it really starts to snowball so with yourself as an authority you now help others such as me build authority on specifically linkedin as your expertise correct correct and the reason why linkedin does operate different than other platforms. I mean, just to compare LinkedIn and YouTube, because obviously those YouTube's a huge video platform. YouTube has, and again, I'm, I'm implying some generic implications here. So don't come at me for any, for any like high level summaries of a platform. Cause obviously not everything fits into one sweet mm -hmm. little package. But YouTube, we have a bit of an expectation that it's like a series, a TV show. We're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to get your next video. We're definitely expecting your next video. And what happens on LinkedIn is it has a different energy. We're here to follow your entire career. So your video could be one day about business, the next day about video, the next day about fitness. Because you and us as a consumer, we're here for your entire career journey. You could write a book about one topic one month and three months later, you could say, you know what? I'm also passionate about sales. So I wrote a book about sales. And that's where 
that concept of when we hire somebody, we look at their resume, we actually follow your whole career journey and can hold a bigger concept of your niche is the niche of PJ, is the niche of Judy Fox versus on YouTube. I feel like I get a lot of messaging that says pick a niche, pick a topic and stick with it, which is different. How would you describe LinkedIn with its algorithm? Because one thing that I struggled with initially a lot is I came to you and I said, Judy, we're going to do these posts, but I have a fitness audience. I have an entertainment audience. I have expertise in building a bootstrap business, a software company. What should I talk about? And also that goes in line with exactly the main struggle that I had is if I want to build an audience on LinkedIn, am I able to post about these different things? And you told me clearly LinkedIn is smart. It sees you as a businessman and it knows that you have different skill sets. So with that being said, how would you describe how LinkedIn works and what is LinkedIn really good at? So when I think about anyone who's saying, I want to be an authority, I want to be a thought leader in this space, just like you said, we see you as a business owner. So when you position yourself as a business owner, an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, that is a big bucket. But our brains on LinkedIn, I like to think of the consumer on LinkedIn as being extremely smart. Obviously, I think that's just a nice thing to tell them they are. <laughs> but I do feel like it's a very highly educated platform. There are a lot of people who want to level up their lives and their business. My favorite thing that I say to think about LinkedIn, if you're just getting on, if you're going to be going and trying to create your thought leadership, you want to treat yourself as if somebody gets a hold of you and asks you a question in an elevator and you're able to give your elevator moment. Can you explain everything you know about video monetization in one elevator pitch moment? No. <laughs> you can't. But if I came to you, PJ, and I said, I need one thing, one thing that you would recommend I do, how would you start to micro and break down a conversation to the event that you could put it out as a text post, a video post, any type of content on LinkedIn, and it would feel like me and you get on the elevator and I get my one minute with PJ moment every single day my life would probably change at the, if I asked you a smart question every single day for an entire year, that my life would change. So I feel like that's the equivalent of LinkedIn. You can be a thought leader by sharing those one minute moments with yourself. And it's amazing how LinkedIn has become that because maybe it has always been that, but my perception of LinkedIn used to simply be the fact that it's where recruiters come to email you, try to get you to switch jobs or take your employees but it's really changed in the last three years and it's evolved. And I'm curious to ask you what you feel the future of LinkedIn will be because a lot of platforms are struggling with growth. So much noise like Facebook. I remember you could see posts from everybody three, four years ago. Now you only see posts from your feed and it's so limited. They keep you in this sphere and circle and kind of, um, a universe of your own and your own friends, which Netflix does the same because there's just so much content. Of course, LinkedIn is doing the same with based on who you're commenting, conversations, who your messages are. But where is LinkedIn going and what will be some of its challenges for someone like me who's trying to build influence as time goes on? Will it get harder? 
Uh, I think with every platform, they go through a phase where it does get harder. The organic reach, especially if a business needs to rethink their monetization. So we don't know if LinkedIn will rethink some of its monetization. Right now, they do an amazing job of making it attractive to level up and buy their sales navigator, which is, I don't know if what price it is now, but anywhere from $30 per month packages, a basic to, I don't know, maybe 200 plus. I yeah, can't remember awesome. where it goes, taps out at. And also there's plenty of companies who are buying ads and the ads on LinkedIn can be pretty expensive. So for now, I think we're still good with the organic traffic being still so visible. People say it is the equivalent of Facebook 2010. But the number one thing, and I know one of the things I think within the first two weeks of working together, I told you, I was like, we need to create more of a favorites list, a way for you to stop scrolling the newsfeed as part of your business strategy. If you are a CEO, if you're a thought leader, when we think about Facebook and what you just said, hey, my newsfeed only shows me people I've maybe been just engaging with in the past like day or two, or my newsfeed doesn't seem to be what I wanted it to be in the past. It reminds me of that movie on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Did you see that? Yes. And that made me say, you know what? That is such a, it just was like, oh, confirming to me that it is a smart strategy to find a way to stop scrolling your news feeds. And the best way I know how for myself and for a lot of my clients is to create a master list of people, businesses, podcasts, if you have a whole list of people you want to get in front of and you want to work with and you want to use social media smart, don't scroll the newsfeed. Find a way to follow the niche hashtags, not the 100,000 people posting to a hashtag per minute, but a niche one. Maybe hashtag fitness is more niche or hashtag gym or hashtag video even. I think hashtag videos maybe at about 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. Those are more niche conversations and you'll get better engagement and better conversations and talk with people you want to talk with versus just being fed something in your newsfeed. That's a really good point because ultimately you want the algorithm to know that you're having conversation and that's what it's looking for. Good comments, good messages, and you want to use the platform. You always tell me that use the platform, which is really- Don't let it use you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Don't let it use you. Well, back to the social dilemma. I mean, I loved the image of two people standing in a control room controlling what, oh, he's just watched this. Oh, now we're going to feed him this. Now we're going to give him an ad. Now it's the feeling of you taking back some of your control from those two people in the control room, which again, I loved the, uh, the visual analogy in that, mo in that movie, The Social Dilemma. If you step in and say, no, 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 if I stop scrolling my newsfeed, I stop them having any control over me. So that's a good point. And let me ask you this, Judy, with as far as thought leadership goes, right? And it making an impact, how is that related in LinkedIn? How can I become or how can any of our viewers become a thought leader within LinkedIn? Is it simply offering value or willing to share? Is it being active on the platform? How do you start to gain that type of authority? So it's definitely, I tell people the easiest way is to start with commenting. 
And whenever I tell people that, they're like, what? (laughs) A lot of times it's kind of when we were together, you showed me an amazing list of all the ideas in your head. And sometimes our ideas can slow us down because we don't even know where to start, but we have a ton of ideas. I don't know about you, but still. And I want to implement them all right away. But to show up as a thought leader on LinkedIn, it is smart to kind of narrow down some of your ideas just to get started. Again, there's a starting strategy and then there's, oh my gosh, you're a rock star strategy. So if you're just getting started and you're not at maybe Gary Vaynerchuk visibility or 3 million followers, so you're getting started, you have anywhere from zero to 10,000 followers on LinkedIn, commenting is smart. And the reason why is because you want to show up as a thought leader. What are people already gravitating towards as thought leaders? Now, there's going to be conversations you don't want to join. Totally fine. But once you find pockets of conversations, oh, I love talking about my business getting started bootstrapped. I didn't need venture capital funds. Those types of stories. If you see somebody else sharing that story, make a note of them, comment, support them. You have your unique voice but you realize the people wanting to listen to that person talk about their business that way, that actually means by you engaging in that conversation, more people who saw that post are more likely to see your conversation that you wanted to have that was on your list of ideas. And it helps you pick your next idea for what you want to share as a post for yourself. And does that eventually, as you build that authority and the algorithm of LinkedIn sees that, you start to get more viewership. Will it create, and I, I can answer this myself, but I want to yes. hear you. <laughs> I want to hear your answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you my version, okay? And I want to hear your expertise on it. Will it create more opportunities, business per se, more inbound? And my answer to that would be, I've always had a really tough time just being a businessman thinking that my time is valuable and I'm also not very efficient in my time in many ways, but I try and think, hey, whatever I do, if I start something new, which takes my time, like building a social following, does it have an ROI? Yes, it could have a little bit of an ROI, but how much is that ROI? Because I could be doing something else. Or if I put a dollar here, should I put it in apps? Should I put it somewhere else? So that's always been a struggle for me. That's why I think I've been late to the social game in general. Even though you've been six years old, we have a lot of customers. I've been really late to the social game. And I've personally not really been a public type person ever to kind of broadcast my personal life or even business life. But I will say since the time that I've started it, it absolutely has helped open up many doors. And that's just four weeks. Or wait, started all social medias or LinkedIn specifically. I would say for me, primarily, I started on LinkedIn seriously in the last six weeks or so. If you really look at my YouTube, it's not much there. So yeah, I would say four to six weeks, six weeks. Yay, since working together. (laughs) So it opens up a lot of doors for sure. And which eventually equals business. If you say, if I sit here and say every door equals a lead, no, I'm wrong. But what happens is I need someone on my podcast. Well, now I know Judy and I know Mark and I know Garrett. So there's so many people that line up. And then you also expand your network because that's what happens when you go to networking events. You meet people. Can you sit there and say, oh, my God, every single lead 
No, but if you're spending all your time doing networking events, then okay, maybe the ROI is significantly less. But that's not what we're saying. We're saying spend a short amount of your time or a certain amount of time that makes sense on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, whatever there are, to build that authority. Um, and I, well, another, and I'm interested to hear your feedback. Another thing that I've learned, Judy, which Gary says this, Gary Vaynerchuk says this really well, is all these social platforms have their own algorithm. You cannot take what you do on LinkedIn and just slam it on Instagram. It doesn't work like that. It really, you have to figure out the rules for each mm -hmm. and modify the posts for each. What are your thoughts on inbound and opportunities with putting that time into LinkedIn? I love the ROI question and what you just shared about ROI and also the quote from Steve Jobs about we literally can never connect all the dots going forward. We only look back and realize six weeks ago I started on LinkedIn and since that time some of the amazing conversations I've had, some of the connections that have been drawn are incredible. Or from a business owner, you may also be setting in motion, attracting really high quality talent. And I think some of the lines that I think business owners forget is that that dot that gets connected is how much your employees then even also seeing you visible online in a, what I call a CEO sustainable way. You don't want to look like you spend 24 seven online or else your employees are like, what is PJ is all the time in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so there's perception and how you show up and the ROI, which is like you said, we cannot always know where every networking dot's going to go. But if, and especially with 2020, if you valued even going to a few conferences per year because you were able to say, oh, there's ROI there. I make the most amazing connections. Well, 2020 is the year, obviously, of people not being able to go to in-person events. And sometimes, and I love the formats they have created to try to make some of the connections happen that might have happened at in-person events, but it's not the same many times. So being active on social media gives you the equivalent of a 24-7 networking event. And if you treat it just the same way as, okay, I'm speaking at this event, that's your post. Oh, I'm going to attend this session. That's your commenting on LinkedIn. And it's the same mindset of, I want to talk with the speaker who just made a post on LinkedIn. That's somebody coming off stage. They just made a post on LinkedIn and you then send them a comment. And sometimes at the same time, you send them a connection message saying, just saw you talk, just saw your post. And I want to connect and have a conversation about what you just talked about. Or the equivalent happens to you. You make a post and then you get people who there's plenty of people at an in-person event that are going to want to shove their business card and sell you or you just get off stage and they're like, but let me tell you about my business or my life or how I can, you know, like how we can collaborate. And sometimes it's aggressive, but there's always going to be those people. And then there's the amazing people that you start these conversations and then you never know where the next two years and the collaborations and everything that's going to happen after that. So I feel like the gamut of 24-7 networking, it's available to us now, and especially on LinkedIn. I feel like LinkedIn is a platform we can trust who PJ is much faster because you're all built out with all the social proof that you are who you are. Yeah, and it's definitely, I feel still going that route, and it's growing 
like you said, eventually maybe LinkedIn will go the monetization route where who knows there might be, can you do boosted posts now on LinkedIn? Not yet. I'm a little, I'm getting, I'm getting suspicious <laughs> that 2021 might see the launch of some boosted posts. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> yeah. Well, why does it make you nervous? Why is that a downside for, let's say someone like me? I honestly don't know. Um, it just means it would be a bit more pay to play to just like on Instagram. Sometimes you boost a post because you want it to get visibility. I don't know. I, I know that when I got started on Instagram, I got started late. Um, we're just talking. I maybe was on Instagram 2018. Wow. You've done really well. Just two years. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and what's fascinating about that is I ended up learning that I could just take my content from LinkedIn, even though I know they don't totally cross platform. But the number one thing that crosses platforms is leadership. If you can show up as a leader on LinkedIn, you'll have a great voice for every other platform. And I've really, really figured that out. Would you say it's a training platform for other platforms? Yes. It hones your voice to be on LinkedIn. It kind of, it, I don't like using the word professional, which is why I use the word leadership. I think professional is used so many times to make us feel nervous. Like, I don't want to be unprofessional. Like how we sometimes feel when we start a new job and you walk in on the first day, you don't want to dress totally different. You don't want to sound totally different than everyone in the office. You want to fit in with the culture. And I feel like the word professional holds us back because we can never fit in with every culture that exists on LinkedIn. That's impossible. There's a gazillion pockets of business culture. Mm -hmm. There's the arts and entertainment. There's the fitness culture. There's the I launched a business and I'm an entrepreneur. There's the hustle culture. There's the sales culture. There's the recruiter culture. So you just have to say, I'm a leader in my space of my voice, my culture, and I'll fit in where I'm meant to fit in. And I think trusting that is much better than thinking I'm professional. You can never meet everyone's professional requirements on LinkedIn. I've had a troll one time say I was a degradation to the platform and that was a comment I got one time, almost made me cry. I don't know why, but <laughs> I had friends, I had colleagues swoop in and say, she is incredible. She is wait. She's very yeah. professional. Just yeah. because she has her fox ears on, that's just a fun thing about her. And that does not, that doesn't take away the literal chemical engineering degree that I have and degradate I'm not a degradation to the platform. No, no, so. absolutely. That's in any we should never say those things to each other, but somebody did. And that just reminds me, there are people who will think what you're doing everywhere you go, no matter how much you try to make yourself fit in their box, they're not going to like it. So might as well be you. <laughs> Which what you're saying is definitely, unfortunately happens, but I would say it's probably a small amount, right? Yeah, it is rare. I don't want to scare anybody. Get on LinkedIn. I will support you. PJ will support you. <laughs> but that's, the, I wanted to point out the power of community. People swept in to defend me and I didn't even have to defend myself. So that's a huge, bright, shining moment to think about. That's awesome. Yeah, very true. And it's really, it takes time to do anything right, learn it, and you have to be consistent. And you've definitely taught me that as well, which um, I, what is your advice 
for LinkedIn to get started. If I am sitting here thinking, is it worth my time? Should I do it, not do it? What's your advice on getting started? Open the platform. (laughs) Um, I have to say, even as simple as downloading the LinkedIn app on your phone, I know, again, I'm giving you some simple advice, but we don't start to feel comfortable with anything. I think of it as traveling. If you're going to go travel to another country, I would hope that you might open up a video about that country, look at what some other people are doing when they travel to that country. So go and download the app because there's some things you can only do on the app. And there, just spend a little bit of time on the platform. Don't rush in and think, I need to make a post. Because when you do that, LinkedIn's like, do we have anyone to show this to? <laughs> we don't know who wants to see this. So when you get on the platform, my favorite thing is create a list of 10 people you want to check out. So could be Gary Vaynerchuk, could be one of them. And if you don't know who to check out, see who some of his top comments are. I'm just giving you kind of a big name right now to go check out, but also check out PJ. Go to his profile, go check out his last post, see his activity, see who PJ is interacting with. If that looks interesting to you and pick a few, don't pick tons, pick 10. 10 people you want to check out and what's interesting. And if you already know some people and you're not coming in totally cold, I tell people to pick three current clients, three people you're already working with, they're your colleagues, you're, they're kind of your friends, people you know, three people you know, three future people, three a podcast you want to get on, a some opportunity you want, somebody you've always wanted to network with, pick three of those. I'm, I'm up to six. Pick... <laughs> Pick future clients. That's that category of, oh, I want to get in front of my niche. I want to get in front of my ideal client. Pick three kind of quote unquote future ideal clients. They don't ever have to hire you, but they have to be active on LinkedIn and they have to look like somebody that you would be so freaking excited if they hired you. Mm -hmm. So pick them, but it's okay because their audience could be filled with people that actually will hire you but it might not be that person that you pick, just FYI, but pick somebody. And then pick a uh, wild card just for fun. Pick me, pick hashtag Fox Rocks. <laughs> Great advice. So those are really good, simple, easy to follow, getting started tips, and I love that, and they're working for me. And Judy, you're absolutely amazing, an amazing coach. It's a pleasure to work with you. And I would love for you to share how our audience and listeners can find you and um, look forward to connecting with you. Well, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. And if you don't know, you're not sure how to navigate the platform, the easiest way is to go to my website. It's J-U-D-I-F-O-X.com. The key is the I. It's J-U-D-I. So that's the the difference. And you just can get to all my socials. I even have TikTok. I have a couple of videos there that are like 600,000 views on TikTok. (laughs) So yeah, you can enjoy, enjoy video, enjoy being on these platforms because yeah, when we see you out there living your best life and having a good time, we're more interested. Definitely true. And it tells a story and people love stories. Yes. So hopefully we shared some stories today. So yes, connect with me and let me know that you saw this episode and I would love for you to share it if you take a screenshot. (laughs) 
and uh, and share because I'm glad to reshare and say thank you. And I'll be absolutely sharing it too. It's been a pleasure, Judy. Thank you for the lovely advice. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember, you too can become a video entrepreneur with Uscreen, the leading video monetization platform. We take care of a whole lot. Video streaming, hosting, monetization, analytics, and anything else you need to succeed. You can even get your own apps on various OTT devices, including Apple TV, Roku, iOS, and many others. Be sure to visit www.uscreen.tv and click the free trial button for a 14-day free trial.